Welcome to episode 28 of 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music. Welcome to 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music with Clarissa Custom Music's very own Kerry Lacey. Everybody. Welcome to 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music. This is episode 28. So in the programming for the podcast this year, I thought I might talk about how to build numbers in a comprehensive high school music classroom. High school music classrooms can be quite challenging. Each type of school structure comes with the challenges. There's some of the structures where music's taught for maybe three or six months of the year and there's other structures where music's taught all year but only once a week and both have their successes and their challenges. This week I'd like to talk about the challenges of a mandatory structure and how to engage your stage four students which are students in year seven and eight to continue through to stage five which is your elective nine and ten and then on to stage six which are years eleven and twelve. In the Australian state of New South Wales music's compulsory in year seven and eight which is stage four. This is where you'll find, I think, three types of music students. The ones who are always going to do music no matter what. They're the students who've been playing for a really long time and they come to your school and they're already a, quite a reasonably well-established standard. Then there's the student who doesn't like music at all and then there's the one who sort of sits in the middle and doesn't really mind either way. Well, for me, in Year 7, things are a little easier because they're fresh-faced. They're usually quite prepared to give anything a go. And they're keen to learn new things and are not too concerned about how they look at the beginning. Now that attitude can last them three, maybe six, maybe nine months, depending on the journey of the student. However, at some point that child is going to align themselves with one of those three types. So how do you program for growth and when, when you have so much diversity within the way students think about music? Well, I've found focusing on the middle child is a good way to learn. Let's be realistic, the child who's always going to do music is going to do this regardless and your job really is just to facilitate their learning. They're already keen, they're already enthusiastic so you just need to keep motivating them. The same with a child who hates music. You've got to choose the path of least resistance and don't go into battle every time they enter the room. That does nothing for anybody. It's just going to frustrate them, it's just going to annoy you. Really find the best possible path of least resistance so that the student can at least get something out of music and you don't have to tear your hair out. So by focusing on the middle child, the one who doesn't mind either way, that's where you start to build your numbers. They're the ones that you can influence the most, so that's where your focus should go. This strategy coupled with engaging and practical programming can help you build numbers. Gone are the days of kids needing to know by rote the notes on the stave or the names of the rhythms and the instruments of the orchestra. I still see worksheets and activities based around the belief that every child needs to know what a crotchet is, and trust me, they don't. As long as they can clap the darn thing and play it in time, then you're winning. When they get into Year 9 and 10, that's the elective stage 5, they're going to want to know more, and that's where you can make the most impact with the concepts and the terminology. Now, I'm not saying to stop using terminology or approaching high-level skill in Year 7. On the contrary, I welcome it. I liken it to talking with babies. The sooner you talk to them like an adult and have normal conversations rather than the baby babble, then the sooner they're going to master the language. Well, it's the same in music. 
So step two is to have an engaging unit so that cover a lot of content in a proactive way. In the podcast notes, I've actually put down a program of year seven and year eight where year seven have got one period of a 60-minute period a week and year eight have three 60-minute periods over two weeks. And it's surprising what you can get done with one lesson um, if you have the attitude of practical-based sessions and trying to incorporate uh, engaging resources. So I'd encourage uh, um, if you have this structure where you can have one extra period in year eight, such as I have, then I would encourage you putting it in year eight because it really truly does help to build that middle child and helps to engage them. So if you go to the podcast notes, uh, which are on my website at clarissacustommusic.com.au, you'll see that the layout for Year 7 are in seven-week blocks with two side projects of five weeks. So there's seven weeks or seven lessons of African drumming, seven lessons of guitar, five weeks on a side project, seven lessons on keyboard, seven lessons on music and animation, and then a project of side project for five weeks. Um, you'll see the Japanese drumming in Year 8, so year eight going to Japanese drumming, they do that for, for seven weeks, which is about 10 to 11 lessons. And then they do gaming. Uh, that's a great little project because it focuses on a lot of concepts, which is good. Then the side project for five weeks and four chord song, launch pad, and then into side project. And when you go to the podcast notes, you'll see that I've given some descriptions about what is the focus in each of the units. And you can see how it builds the concepts. Everything is concept-based in year seven and eight. And that helps to engage. It's practical. So it helps the students to build from their practical skill set. So, of course, when you're talking about retention from Year 8 into Music Elective Year 9, it makes a huge difference as to how you teach 8. More independence over the activities gives them the opportunity to experiment with what Year 9 is like, particularly if you comment on it during the year. In that structure, the students have completed Japanese drumming, gaming, a side project, and they'll be working on four-chord song when they start to think about maybe choosing music as an elective. And because they've had experiences similar to what Year 9's like, then they're more likely to consider picking the subject. This timing, coupled with the collaboration, group and individual activities and integrated teaching style, all drive, all driven with a practical component, will emphasise um, the positive experiences of what the students need. Focusing on facts and figures is not going to work in Year 7 and 8, so you're better off to leave that one to Stage 5 and Stage 6 when you get them in a much older frame. Now, it might surprise you that through this approach, I found numbers double in three years. Engaging content is where it's at. Um, some argue that a practical approach implies that the subject is just practical all the time, so therefore it's a blood subject. Of course, we know it's not. Um, but making it sure the content delivery has value, relevance and connections, that's where the students need to be uh, reminded of the point of the material that they're doing. So in this programming, it might surprise you to find out that by the time Year 7 have completed their first year on one period a week over 40 weeks, they can play in a variety of keys on guitar and keyboard. They can name notes and rhythms. They can orally identify rhythmic and melodic patterns and visually identify them. They can orally identify major, minor, dominant 7th and diminished 7th chords. They can read chord symbols. They can play triads on the keyboard. They can read tablature. They use GarageBand, iMovie, Google Apps for Education. They understand the six concepts, particularly texture and tone colour. They can identify and spell, not always correctly, over 70 terms, and they understand and have a general working knowledge of instruments of the orchestra. That's a lot of content to cover in one lesson a week over a 40-week period. It truly is. 
Now, when you progress into year nine and 10, which is stage five, content delivery becomes a lot more involved. They usually have quite a good working knowledge of the concepts, but the lack of detail. It's usually here we find two different types of students. The ones who want to focus on a primary instrument and the ones who are looking to explore other instruments or other ways of creating music. And then you may find in your classes the student that just doesn't want to be there, who chose the subject because they thought it was a bludge, have gotten into the subject, realised it's not, and now can't get out. Again, this can be quite challenging, but it's got everything to do with content delivery and making the best of a tough situation. At this stage, you'll find more periods, uh, so it's imperative that you use an integrated teaching style. Don't have just composition or oral lessons that go for an hour or half an hour. It's not going to engage anybody. Tackle everything from a practical approach and you'll see more impact and growth, particularly in the child that doesn't really want to do anything. Um, again, in New South Wales, the students progress from stage five into stage six, being given an option of three courses. So when they get into stage six, they can go and do music one, music two, which is teamed with music extension, and the vet entertainment course. Each of these courses, of course, require different skills, and it becomes fairly evident in year nine which course some of the students could end up in. And we always think about the students in year nine and ten, particularly in year nine, what course could they end up in? So we make that the focus. In year nine and ten, we're always pushing them toward a particular external course for year 11 and 12. We assume they're going to go into year 11 and 12. So retention from year 10 to seniors can be quite high if you focus that way and you differentiate the program to cater for the direction that they're heading. Assuming everybody does the same thing doesn't work. With primary focus, just like the middle child stage four, you can really cater and direct students to choose subjects in year 11 and 12. I've seen a lot of stage fives teachers adopt this and it's been really good. Most recently, um, one lovely lady had 27 in her year 10 class and she managed to get 24 doing music in either Music 1 or Music 2. So in Stage 5 in New South Wales, there's certain topics that have to be covered. Uh, particularly if you're looking at directing students into Music 2, they need to have a working knowledge of a variety of compositional devices, score reading, understanding harmony. So we start tackling some of these in Year 9, and again from a practical focus. Now in the podcast notes, you will see the, play, the unit outlines for Year 9 and 10. These guys do um, same structure, two sets of seven weeks and a five week um, over the time frame that they have. And they obviously have more periods, so that makes it a little bit easier. But Year 9 do Xerox Project, Musical Theatre, then they do a side project, and then they do the Beatles and Jam sessions. And then in Year 10 they do Minimalism, What's on the Box, which is music for radio, film and television. Then they do a side project, Sinfonietta and Australian Music. You'll see the... Um, focus areas as you travel through year 9 and 10 programming and it's pretty obvious where the strengths are, how, how the units build on top of each other. Again, the focus of the units are smaller and tend to lead um, extending the skill set of the students through a practical platform. I found this type of programming works well rather than focusing on broader or historical topics. Relevance is important and again content delivery is, is drastically uh, influential. Obviously, the challenge with content delivery is to have a flexible working space, which relies a lot on the student's self-control. Ground rules that are consistently delivered and acted upon is paramount in achieving success. You're only as strong as your weakest link, so get your weakest link to teach in this environment and you'll soon see where the leaks are. Um, I think, for me personally, this style of teaching suits 
this is my style of teaching so it suits my classroom and I have a very set uh, standard that I expect my students to behave in as far as their manner with each other and the manner within the classroom. So as long as you set those ground rules from the very beginning uh, you tend to find you have no troubles with a lot of things. Anyway that's how I see how programming can affect your numbers going into years 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 and 12 and hopefully some of those tips and tricks about programming will be able to help you to I guess create engaging resources and programs that's going to help your students build the numbers to go into your uh, future courses in your elective courses. Until next time I'm Kerry Lacey from Clarissa Custom Music and we will see you in the next podcast. You've been listening to 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music with Clarissa Custom Music's Kerry Lacey.